The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Angie Martinez in Real Life Podcast. Chapter one, we're all going to die. With special guest, Joe Button. Hello, Mike, 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 sound, sound. You might have yes. to carry this pod today. Mike, sound, <laughs> Mike is good. You might have to carry my pod today. I'm in a no, weird mood. <laughs> no, you're rocking here. I was trying to decide before I came which, what Joe I was giving. Then I remember, what Joe are we going to have today? Because I don't do interviews. I hate interviews I know, and I hate do. all the I'm people. Sorry. But it's my friend. No, you please. But it's my friend. So it's like, oh, you can just be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to give, Joe. Yeah. So this is technically my last episode of my first season, first chapter of the Edge Martinez IRL you know, podcast. Yo, my shit, all the behind the scenes people have to clap if you're there. Yeah, come on. The fuck Every is wrong single with y'all? one. This yeah. is the last hey, episode yeah. of yeah. We're All Gonna Die. Thank you. Thank we're All you. Gonna Die. This is officially the last conversation of that chapter of yes. the podcast. Because, and I'm so glad I did that because remember when I talked to you about this, I was going to name the whole podcast We're All Gonna Die. And then something in the back of my head was like, do you sure you want to commit to that conversation all the time with every single guest? And I thought, maybe not. It is a conversation I want to have and maybe go back to at some point. But I feel like I, I had some great conversations. But the start of it was we're all going to die. See, and that's the great thing about content creation, that in real time you can build. So you started there and then you started to have just amazing, deep conversations with yeah. people that we needed to hear from. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an entry point. So this is my final season of this conversation. How you feeling? I feel good. I feel like I, I feel like what my intention was going out was to like create a space that people could feel safe, that we could share ideas and thoughts and that I, conversations that I, I would want to have and take away. And that every episode, this is like the bottom line for me, that every episode I feel like um, leaves something for someone to take and use in their life and not just the Instagram caption like really like something just something profound that somebody could take and maybe they do or maybe they don't but it's my goal to at least I feel like every episode I took something away so I hope 
And from some of the reaction, I feel like it's been doing that, which, so I feel good about that. I feel proud. I feel like I'm making some business mistakes, which we can talk about <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but I feel good about the conversations. I feel like Lauren, and I, when I posted the Lauren London interview, I said this interview will stay with me forever. I 100% meant that. Sitting across from her and watching. She took it there. She took it there, but she did the work to like, to take the worst type of situation and make the best of her life for her and for her kids. And she's just dope and smart and she has so much to offer and she, she just hadn't really, you know, had an extensive conversation like that. So I was so grateful that, you know, that we had that. I took shit away. If I feel like I took something away, I feel like somebody watching has got to have taken something away. Listen, she gave it up on there. Actually, what she was talking about with loss and just the transformation that you go through, mm-hmm. like it's fear. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of a little bit of that. What do you mean? I'm scared of. I'm scared of that. I heard somebody say, uh, "You're not a man until your dad dies." Mm-hmm. And while that fucked me, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I was like, "Oh, wait. Maybe there's something to that." And that is frightening. That's frightening to me. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, she did say. She didn't say this verbatim, but but through some of the lines that she was talking about Nipsey. She was basically explaining to me how her relationship with Nipsey is continued after he's not here physically. And it made me feel like there is relationship to have still after somebody is not physically here. I agree with that. Which to me gave me some kind of comfort in like, your relationship is not over with someone who is no longer here. So, you know, one day, hopefully many, many years from now, when your dad is not here. There's still a relationship to be at. There's still a relationship, not just the one you've had in the past, but a continuous one. Because he will still shape and form who you will forever be. Mm. And to not acknowledge that would be selfish yeah. on my part. It's like, oh my God, he's not here with me in the physical right here in this moment. Yeah. But... No, they are here with you all the time. You can speak to them whenever you want. Like, it's true. And for Lauren, right? Like, we all love Nipsey based on our 10 years that we got. Yeah. Some people didn't get 10 years with him, but the music and what we've seen. Imagine seeing him day to day. Like, imagine how you fall in love with that human yeah. and then lose him. Yeah. Like, oh my God. She has a weird thing about death too. Like you I know you said this to me one time that you think about death every day, right? Every day. Like, every day. Every day. You know, she went to before years before Nipsey passed, because she had a lot of trauma in her life early in her life, she went to like a death seminar. I didn't even know that there were death seminars. I had no idea either. So she was prepared when Nipsey died. She had the verbiage, the language on how to break that news to her kids because she had been to a death seminar. And she learned about transition and she learned about the words and what happens. And it's just fascinating that that even exists. That yeah, we don't, I, I'm going to Google death yeah, seminars. I know, <laughs> I know and, you're going to leave here yeah, and sign up. Yeah. What's going on up here? <laughs> what, are y'all, what type of shit is y'all on in here? I thought it was fascinating. Anyway, so I got a lot from her for that. I got the, the, the other thing I'll say from the Lauren one was she taught, we talked about relationships. And she was saying that she thinks most relationships are ego-driven. That, See, that, she, yeah. that made me feel like that would be something that you could relate to. It's I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, no way. I, like, I, I agree with that. Uh, All this, a lot of this shit is ego-driven. Like, for me, nothing, and 
everything and everybody, none of it matters. Like we are so insignificant in the grand scheme of the earth, Mm -hmm. right? Like what is our true, that's what I think about a lot. What is our true role? Not who we, what we think our role is. Like when we're not here. How do we find out? How do we know? I do think there's a way that you find out. How? And you know. Let's tell like, That's when you find, like, there's that moment in your life when you find true purpose. And whether that comes from trial and tribulation, loss, whether it comes from success, whether it comes from someone else telling you. There is a moment, I think, where you figure out what your purpose is here. And even if you're wrong in yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what that will result to. Or if it evolves. And yeah, 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 yeah. But there'll be a moment where you just... No, I was just saying this to somebody like I feel like not to get morbid here. I feel like there are clues in your life that tell you about your death. Like an example I used in that was Kobe Bryant, Kobe being Bryant. And people, my co-host told me to shut up because they're about to cry. Mm -hmm. So I can't get real deep with them. But Kobe Bryant is synonymous with work ethic. He's the hardest working basketball player that we have ever seen. Black Mamba, the dedication, the stories of him making his teammates take the Kobe Bryant sneakers off because they didn't perform well. Everybody has a Kobe story about just how hard he practiced and just his that that for your mental to be there. That is super impressive. Right. And then you go to his death. I'm getting in the helicopter with my loved ones and my daughter to go do what we've been doing, which is watch a basketball game. And now this plant, this helicopter is going down. And now you have to hold your daughter knowing what's to come. And mm. we know what happened there. But man, you know how strong that man has to be? That man has to be the strongest that he's ever been. And that's going to take a life of Hard work, dedication, preparation, all those things that he thought he was doing for basketball. It wasn't for basketball. Oof. It wasn't for basketball at all. You that's going to make me cry. You, Why would you do you, that? You need it, and that's what they said. But that's who you needed to be in that moment for your child. Like, there's clues, I feel like. So my Oof. whole life, I walk around, like, looking for the clues. Like, what Have are they giving any? me? Have you figured any out? <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Because I'm, I'm just clumsy. Mm. Oh, God. No, no. <laughs> yes. No, Joey, yes. please. Let's uh, change yo, this. I'm clumsy. So no, I feel like. We're not going to have that. Whatever happens with him is going to be like, <laughs> that is a real Joe way to just. No, dude, yeah. no. So I hope I'm wrong about that. I have hope you I'm seen that? that. In other, is this a theory that you based just on that one situation? No. Way. I, need, I need one more example just so I can because it is you just uh, I need the, I need more I need more of that to understand and wrap my brain around your well, how idea. Well, I really feel like you could do this with anybody that has died if you just know enough. X died. How he died? Overdose. He took something, but when it was that final overdose, they tried to keep him. They tried to plug him up, wait it out. But I mean, my life has been littered with this. And now in the final moment, everyone that loves me is showing up. They're outside of the hospital. They're wrapped around the block. It's parades. But it's like, this was my life. Like, where was this? Mm. 
then I can't speak to it because maybe it was there. But in the final stages, you look and you're like, damn, that's always been there. It's just always existed. Mm. It's clues. It's just clues. You got to get over whatever, whatever your shit is. That's why self-improvement is important for me every day, because whatever is existing in me that I don't really have the discipline to beat. That could be what it is at the final stages. And you're looking at like, damn, if I would have just did this different or if Mm. I would have just if somebody would have like, I don't want my last my last moments to be to be like that. I don't. It's so funny because as we're like, I'm reflecting on the past couple of episodes and then I was talking to I did Mary in my second episode and Mary was talking about she had seen this movie and it was like these light beings and beings and she that's her thought of death is that like we are these light even here like what we create what whatever light whatever you whatever your light is whatever you're doing that you become that in death like you're just yeah without the body but you're still mm-hmm. Nipsey how did yeah. Nipsey die standing for something what do we know about Nipsey he stood for something at all times mm-hmm. there's videos of, of, of he was in the hood yeah he in a minute he's, he stood on shit and in my final moment, you're going to die being you. You're going to die being you. So you got to constantly work on who you are to make sure that the stars align correctly. Mm. I might need a, like an intermission after this. It's fine. We'll go right back <laughs> up. No, no. <laughs> go right back up. No, I just never really thought about that. That's ill. Like, that's a. So when you look at it like that, right? Like, how could you not think of mm-hmm. death every day? Like. Does Every, it scare you? No. Mm. Mm, it's got to happen. Yeah. It's got to happen. All right. So the thing is, <laughs> my intention about the death conversation is, yes, we need to talk about that because it's real, but it's supposed to be about also then how, if we know that that is the inevitable for ev- all of us, how do we make the most of this while we're here? How do you do that? How do you make the most out of your life? Aside from being a disruptor, I know that's part of your purpose. It's important to me. I know it's important to you. I don't mean to be little. But I'm just saying, do you remind yourself that? Do you do things based on that? Like, do you wake up in the morning? and? No. Oh, okay. No. See, and that's the thing. When we're having this kind of what is the meaning of life and death conversation, yes, you know me to be a disruptor. You're my friend. People know me today to be a disruptor. But looking back at my life, I've always been that. I was that before I knew that what that was. Hmm. Like, I love talking to my mom and she tells me these just stories about me. I was I was 15, she took me to a psychiatrist. The guy said, hey, he should be on pills. I flipped the table over, got the fuck out of there. You don't tell me what the fuck I need to be on. And today those conversations are important because I have a better understanding of what they put in the pills and mm-hmm. side effects of the pills and just, yeah, hey, I didn't know in that moment but you fucking right. You should flip that table over. Yeah. And let somebody subscribe some subscribe some shit to you. Later on in my life, them Percocet pills. Oh my God, they almost killed me. Perk thirties. They almost took Joe out of here. Couldn't kick it. Withdrawal, sweating. I was fucked up. Later on in life, I learned that oh, that was the Sackler family's little plan that they had, where they got. Uh, signatures from the FDA that they shouldn't have gotten. They just broke all types of laws and the hospitals were doing shit. And I'm watching that Sackler doc and I said, oh shit, that's my story. In a hospital for something and they just pumping pills in me and then I I walk out the hospital and I'm a pill head. Like, oh, I didn't know that that's what y'all were doing. Mm -hmm. School, left school. 
every school summer school voltec because of the bills I, no i'm just oh. saying just dis, dis, disruptor just yeah. disrupting i mm-hmm. had to get my information a different way mm. than the norm fucking uh i don't know when the signs say just go right i just go left <laughs> <laughs> i just do it i do that shit the pill thing is real even so uh, again i mean yeah, i cried I mean, watching that don't what is dope, this i haven't dope. watched it it's called uh dope sick oh i saw i didn't see it but i've seen the. I'm pretty sure it's, i've yeah, watched so is, many it, that I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. But I saw that. I, saw the, uh, I, I cried watching every episode of that miniseries because it was my story. And I just didn't know. Like, and they really got to it with, hey, the hospital served this up, up the dosage. Uh, hey, put this over here. Like, they really explained all of that shit. So, yeah, it was that was a lot for me. And I like crying. Crying is healthy. I like a good cry. Crying is healthy. It is. Oh, sometimes I enjoy a good cry. We had, um, Tamika was here, so Tamika Mallory was the third episode, and she talked about, and it's so crazy that she had a pill addiction, so I'm watching her on socials and watching her do the Women's March and watching her be super strong and a leader and an activist, and she's popping 30 pills a day in private. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and couldn't break it, like she couldn't beat it, and so she had to go to rehab, and in the middle of like, we're watching her be this, uh, and this is internally what she's got going on. Um, and I always wonder about that. What? What people have going on yeah. internally or in the privacy of their home. Um, Chadwick, rest in peace, Chadwick. Like, nobody had, none of us had a clue. Uh-huh. Um, they were joking about his weight. Oh my God, look at him. His and it's like, yo, this guy is showing up through, through uh, terminal, terminal sickness. Mm-hmm. Like, Wow, that is fucking impressive. You never know what somebody's going through. You I know. think about that a lot, do you? Yes, all, yeah. all the time. I, yeah, I get scared sometimes of that. It's you know, I'll scary. make a mistake, I'll judge somebody or I'll treat somebody away because I think there's something and then I'll, I stop myself because I'm like, ooh, you don't know. Even if somebody's like a dick, sometimes I stop myself because I'm like, something made this person that way. Yeah. So let me not treat them cruel, even though they're not showing the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, a lot of times I do that because you, you don't know what the hell people, what that person could be going through is a hundred times worse than anything any of us have gone through. Mm-hmm. I think about that all the time too. Sometimes, well, me too. Cause you could die from, you, a lot of people die from what someone else is going through. What do you mean? Um, the Boston Marathon bomber. Two guys, book bags. The busiest day in Boston, they just dropped book bags and now mad people die mm. because of what this person was going through, mm-hmm. what these two people were going through. Every day on the news, you turn someone on and see, oh, you had to lose your life because of what that person was going through. Is this depressing? Not for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not, not for me. Oh, please. This is great adventure for my brain. <laughs> Finally, a real interview. <laughs> No, it's not depressing. It's, it's, it's real shit. I'm going home when I leave here to watch the Netflix story about the football player who was gay, and um, he made up a story about his fake girlfriend, oh, and then yes. the media found out about the fake girlfriend. Why does this appeal to you? <laughs> Why is this? Because you like the mechanics of what make people do things? Yes. Yeah. 
That's the most important thing in this yes. world is why yeah. people do whatever they do. Yeah. And what was the result? When all of this happened, what happened after that? That's super <laughs> intriguing to me. And yeah. apparently they fucked his they fucked him up mm-hmm. with all of that, all of that that was going on. That's uh, yeah, I need to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I may watch it too at home. At home a little later on. <laughs> all right, so back to my thing. This is my last one. Then I'm This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Move on, by the way. Did I tell you what my next one is going to be about? Maybe no. we could t- tap into that a little bit. Well, tell me, tell me. Yeah, I'm curious what you think about it. This is my thought. My next group of conversations, I want it to be about superpowers, right? Oh, great. Mushrooms. <laughs> oh, great. Finally, a mushroom pod. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to launch a mushroom pod. <laughs> 
No, it's not about mushrooms. It's about, it's the same thing. Like, it's about purpose, really. But like, being able, the same way you like the, the signs, the cues, I think those are superpowers. Like, when you can tap into the thing that's unique about you, like, I know you always say, like, what would Jay-Z do, right? <clears throat> Take him for an example. That guy's good. So what is Jay-Z's superpower? Is it because he's a great rapper? I don't think so. Not at all. Right, so I would love to dissect those type of things with people. What are those things that make you great, separate you? How do you use them in the world? How do people try to knock you for those? How did you discover them? Do See, they change? Back to what I said earlier about that moment in life where you find, I was saying purpose, but there comes a time where you realize what your superpower is, and now you live life differently moving forward. Like, Jay-Z's the best rapper in the world to Joe Budden, but that means nothing in the grand scheme of why that man is so amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, the same way they say that you can't spot CTE in a football player's brain until after they uh, die, I think certain brains need to be studied in depth to figure out how it, and Jay-Z's mind, his brain is one of the brains for me. Really? Yes, Kanye's brain, I know there's brains out there. We need to look at that brain when you're dead and see how, because you are fucking amazing. I think Kanye's brain is what gets the people going. Fact. I think that's going to be the slogan on his brain (laughs) when we open it up. (laughs) It's going to be like a tattoo on his brain. It's like, get the people going. Yeah. Yeah, and he does. I think that like defines him. I love watching him. No, he's fascinating. No, for sure. He put garbage bags of hoodies in Gap. I know. <laughs> I know. You know the fucking brain you got to be to fucking, because as a consumer, I'm like, so you want me to go in there and rummage through these garbage bags? But it works. You're into it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But you're going to get this wave of people to go in there and rummage through garbage bags, searching for their size and create this this hype machine and that will differentiate the Kanye Gap fans from the Gap fans that's his hashtag mm. the garbage bag is his, is his hashtag he, I imagine his brain that goes all day like it does not rest it doesn't sleep it, it goes all day if he had one wish outside of maybe his mom mom being here rest in peace to his mom it, I think he would wish for his brain to cut off for just a couple seconds well, there's people that do that, and that's usually when people go on drugs or they drink or they they try to mute or quiet the noise a little bit. Yeah, but like a proper way to do it. Yeah. What is your thought of about, speaking of mushrooms, as somebody who, <laughs> was that not a good segue? No, you I love it. Crazy. Oh, as somebody who's had addictions and, um, but there's people who swear by microdosing and by shrooms and... And uh, I watched this Will Smith thing, and he was going on and on about the mushrooms. What are your thoughts? Yeah. See, I, I suffered through addiction with the bullshit drugs that they just put here, like the drugs that were made available. Chemical. Yeah, that mm-hmm. bullshit. The shit that Will and these microdose people are talking about, that's the world changing in front of us. They talking about something called toad and ayahuasca and just yes, things I mean. that are really like outer body experiences. Uh, it's been explained to me that one of them shits, I don't know what it is, 
really lets you review your entire life and figure out who you are in those 20 seconds to 30 seconds. That's how fast it is. And then the high is over. But damn, that sounds powerful. I know. Are you not tempted? I want to do it. You do. I want to do that if if I if I'm privy. Does it scare you? My my thought, my fear of that is that uh, is anything messing with my brain makes me nervous. Because See, what if I come back and I'm, my brain is not the same? Okay. That doesn't scare you? No. Really? No, because the brain is like one of the most powerful tools in the world. So, And you sound like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I spoke to Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he explained to me why he's never done anything is because the brain is already the most powerful tool that there is. Why would you want to alter it? See, I disagree with him. I know he's a genius, but I disagree. It's so powerful that imagine an alteration of it. What could it do? I don't, I, that's a flawed argument. Is a plane is powerful, but you could shoot it down. A bear is powerful, but you could put a tranquilizer in it. Then so what? If, yeah, if your brain is powerful and you put something in it that alters how it operates, all right. So let's. That doesn't at, scare you a little bit. No, I think that this Western colony, this today's this modern shit, they want your brain to not be altered they want you to only watch tv only watch the news and only know the information that they've given you and i'm so glad that i've been a disruptor to where i don't have to go through any of that um they have they have conspiracy theories that say what happened to all of the what happened to all of the large bells that were all over the the world in 1800 the big crack the big huge those <laughs> and there's theories that say that they've been either buried or stolen or destroyed it was a name of the, the the movement that destroyed all the large bells and the thinking was because the frequencies that emitted from these bells did something when matched with your brain that had some type of healing frequency like it did something else so they just got rid of all the fucking bells see but i believe in shit like that yeah your brain, if it's so powerful, if matched with the other right thing, call it an energy, a vibration, frequency, whatever, if matched with something else, who the fuck knows what would happen? They might start flying around here. <laughs> That's what I think. They don't want us to fly. We should, we should, we should pod on shrooms and, and do like... <laughs> That would be the greatest part of all time. Yeah, I've done it before. The silliest thing in the world. Oh, was it? <laughs> yes, it was so did silly. It, did it see the light of day or it's just buried no, it somewhere? Out. Oh, it came it out. It came out. We didn't tell the audience what was going on, but yeah. Was it like a micro dose though? Or was like a- oh, please. I don't know. I don't even know how to spell micro. Oh, got it. But today, you did nothing small. Today, yeah, macro everything. But today I've learned <laughs> the micro dose people have explained to me yeah. more about why it's micro, how it should be done. I just sat with Mike Tyson. He is an advocate. He be- it's, he's, believes it's like saving. He's another thing. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mike really believes. His, his wife, too. We had a whole conversation. And there's people who love it, swear by it. It's miraculous. And- See, but even that sentence, like, because I'm old enough, like, Mike Tyson swears by it. See, that's enough for me. Mike Tyson, uh, I know his story, killing machine, like, and who the fuck, you were scared to bump into Mike Tyson. If Mike Tyson is saying, hey, I found something that had done this to me. <laughs> yes, then the answer is yes. Then the answer is yes. 
parts of this. It's not, hey, make that illegal. No, give that to all the Mike Tysons. <laughs> Shouldn't me? Mike Tyson is one of one, I think. But for I need sure, to talk one to Mike Tyson about his superpowers. I think. Do you know what yours are, by the way? I think I do, but I could be wrong. Give me I, one. I, I give me one of your superpowers. Foresight. This is foresight. Foresight. Oh, it's foresight. Break that down. I think that I have the ability. I think that I that God or high power gives me visions that come come to the come to light mm-hmm. in years. That's I've, I've, it's just happened too much. It's happened too much in my life, and it's not coming from me. I'm not that powerful, but I'll get a picture in my head, and it'll happen. I remember we used to go to. Um, I'm full of stories today. Um, I love this joke. We used to go to... You're welcome anytime. You want to come for every single one of the chapters? You can come back for superpowers. I already, in my mind, I have foresight. I already know what the third chapter is going to be. Yeah, no, this Mm -hmm. is lit. Fucking, we used to go to uh, church. It was Christian Love Church in Irvington, New Jersey. Mm. Rest in peace to Pastor Rob. He died. Mm. But at the church... My mom became super cool with Pastor Ron because she would sit in the audience and say, wow, that guy is helping everybody out there. I wonder what he needs help with. Like, I wonder what he's going through. Like, that's who oh, she is. That speaks, and, that speaks to your mom's heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she starts to form these meetings that take place after the church. Immediately after church, when the pastors finish helping everybody, we get his ass in there and... It's a very intimate, small circle of maybe eight. Mike Williams came, mm-hmm. uh, eight, nine people, and we just dumped it. We just dumped it all out. And I remember going in there one day, broke, and they said, oh, where are you coming from? And I said, well, I'm coming from looking at this house in Englewood. The house is X amount of dollars, and I can't afford the house. But God has always done that to me, where he, make, he makes me just see something that later will be in the book. So I went to see it. Then they all laughed and they smiled. And, ah, that's cute. And it wasn't even a few years later. It's like, God damn, God is fast. <laughs> he smoked that. That happens all the time. You got the house? For me. No, because it's too, too, too cheap now. Right. Too cheap now. <laughs> you could afford that house and all the house. Yeah. yeah, but that's just how quick... He'll do it yeah. if you are in tune, if your brain is of a certain frequency. These, are just, these have become buzzwords that people use, frequencies and vibes and shit. But yeah. if you are really on a frequency, then you only attract what's on that frequency. Yeah. So, no, I don't hear the nigga saying, oh, fuck nobody, nigga. What the fuck are you talking, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, nigga? I do love that about you. <laughs> What do you um, what do you ask God for most? What do you pray for? Um, all intangible shit. Um, all my prayers normally start with strength, guidance, uh, health, determination, courage, discipline, like all of those things mm. I ask help for. And when I finish with all of those things, then I get into people. Hey, pray for my loved ones, my loved ones, loved ones, friends, blah, 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 all those people. <laughs> but it starts with, yo, thanks for the day. Uh, tell me what you saw and give me give me the strength to continue further in your life tomorrow. Who knows what's coming? Mm. Like God is my, my therapist. 
Where is love and the importance of the equation of your life or your time here? Hmm, that's a good question. Where, Thanks, where is love in that? It's high. Love is high. Is it? I don't it's believe high. you. It's high because without love, you die. Huh. Without love, you're dead. Like, you'll kill yourself. So, it has to remain high. I don't well, mean romantic love. I that's just what mean, I'm saying, yeah. Okay. Oh, I wasn't talking about romantic love. Yeah. You mean romantic love. Oh, yeah. that's not high. It's not high. <laughs> that part is not. Really? Some high. people it is. Some people can't be happy without um, being in love or, or whatever that means for them. Having a partner. I would like a, companionship. Mm-hmm. And I would like to be loved by whoever that person is. But love as a whole is just like the important part for me. The love of my children, my parents, my friends, my family. Like the romantic part, that would be awesome. But I just want the regular version of love. Mm-hmm. Like whatever that is. Mm-hmm. That's enough for me. Do you think them to be the same? Like, do you look for like in a romantic partner that type of like how Lauren London was talking about how like relationships are ego driven? She was like, you you should two people should just feed off each other, inspire each other. I look for a love that because love is selfless, right? Like, I look for people who um, their idea of love is compatible with my with mine, like. It's tough to separate people from love. And a lot of people have that problem where it's just a very selfish yeah. version of love. And that doesn't serve me. I enjoy watching. As your friend, I enjoy watching you in love. Yeah? Yes, because you have such a unique way of doing it. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know how to explain it. But, like, you know, even you and Sin, like, and before that, I've seen you in I've seen you in a few relationships. <laughs> no, but you're very kind of like you enjoy the person and and encourage the person and uh, almost want to put the person on display in some in some type of way. Like you, I'm proud. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 proud of people and whoever they are. Mm-hmm. And. It's like an unconditional love type of thing. I know some people say that doesn't exist, but like when when I love, like I love and feel like everybody should love this. this person. Why y'all don't love her? <laughs> right. But even in but what that, happens when the relationship's over? I still I still love the same. You do. I love the same. See, and that's why I don't look at it like a romantic type of thing. Like Sin and I sends the mother of my my baby, of course, but like I probably love her more in separation. Really, her role is so much greater than whatever I thought it was with me. Like, what type of selfish? See, that's the ego selfish shit again. Like, this person is in your life for a grand task. Mm-hmm. You are insignificant. <laughs> like, how she treated me. Oh, you called the guy. Oh, like, what the fuck are we talking about here? This woman is raising your king along with you. Some of her beliefs, ideologies, teachings, all that shit has to go. It's a funnel. That's the important shit. I don't mm-hmm. care that we fucking broke up. I say that to my kids about, um, you know, the importance of choosing someone. I always tell my kids, like, you, if you choose bad friends or you choose bad relationships, it can literally ruin your life. Like, it can literally make you the difference between having a good life and a happy life, even if you're not going to be in the relationship. Yeah. The mother of your child 
Like you did, you did good. I say it every day. You do, yeah. Because I, I think about it every day. Mm-hmm. That's how important it is. Does it make you sad that a relationship doesn't work? Or no? Well, no, because our relationship does work. Oh right, okay. Like, I've I've seen the co-parent situation that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that relationship is strength. Our romantic relationship didn't work, but I mean, today I don't know if it was supposed to. Like I'm 41, she's 28. Like I, I don't, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but our relationship is, our souls are. They do something. Like mm-hmm. she understands me, and I understand her. Maybe that doesn't work for romance, but for whatever our purpose is, yeah, no, nah, that that shit works. Mm. People fight that, right? I think. Sometimes the two people make a child, have a relationship. They're, they're holding on to something so strong that you almost could miss the collateral kind of beauty that comes from yeah. us not being together Selfish. Anymore, yeah. That's the ego. Mm-hmm. Ego and selfish. Say, hey, I saw it this way. I think it should be this way. Mm-hmm. I, 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 enough of that. Enough of that. What, why did this really happen? Like, and what's to happen moving forward from here? Mm-hmm. Like, I see horror stories on the internet of people fucking dragging their baby daddy baby mom through the mud it's it's violence it's cursing it's it's, it's just be a mess and you just be like well what about the kid like is anybody putting their ego to the side and thinking about the kid like sin and i don't go through any of that like she's just she's she's great i i can't i can't if i wanted to say a bad word i couldn't say a bad word (laughs) like that's how great that's, she is. That makes me happy. Yeah. That's so. That's dope. Anyway, I wish for that for you as your friend, that you find that again. I like I, seeing I, you. I, I hope so. But I mean, it'll be a process because of I am who you said I am. Like when I'm in love, I am a giver. I am a acts of service. I am a caretaker. I show up like I, I do it all. So, I mean, patience should come with that because you can't be that way with just the insta-thotty or the fucking bartender. You love an insta-thotty, though. Let's be honest. Well, I'm a visual guy. (laughs) I like a good visual. Oh, God. I think most people could appreciate a good... good, I always always say you like a good hip to uh, waist ratio. (laughs) Yes, that's important for me visually. I'm a contrast guy. See, I know that about me. If I wake up and put a yellow shirt on, I might want to wear... Dark pants, like I like contrast. It's important. Okay, well as long as you know yourself. Oh, shut up! (laughs) (laughs) I feel like she's dissing me, but she's so good at it that who knows? (laughs) Who knows? It's not dissing. It's just making fun of you. It's just making a little bit of fun of you. It's fine. Let me ask you some of my traditional things that we like to ask as we're wrapping up the "We're All Gonna Die" segment of the In Real Life podcast. Shoot. Let's run down some of the things that we ask. Traditional today. things. Well, because there are some things that I asked. Like, I, I think I've asked everyone in this series. It's, a, you know, it's the Steve Jobs thing. If you, if you knew today was going to be your last day, day, would you do what you are doing today? Would you have woke up and decided to do this today? I would have done it earlier. What do you mean? We would have done this at 7 a.m. Oh, you would have changed the time? Yeah. Yeah. So that what? What would you do on your last day if this was going to be your last day? Whatever I wanted. I would keep it to me. Oh. Whether that be rest, sit stationary somewhere and make the phone calls I needed to make, mm-hmm. 
I don't think I would do much. I don't think I would do much. It wouldn't be much activity. It would be chilling and it would be reflection. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what your last moments are like. Like It's time to reflect on the job you've done mm-hmm. here. That's what I would do when I leave you. I wouldn't cancel you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I, yeah, why would I, I do that? You? You're one of the people that I want to. Oh, look, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that you would want to <laughs> hang out with me. That's very nice. What do you think happens when you're not here anymore? What do you think happens when you die? Have you thought about that? Mm-hmm. Curious? Mm-hmm. I have a lot of theories on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, because, right, like, I believe that we're just dead here. Like, just our physical. That was my other fight with Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's tough talking to people that are that smart. Really smart? I love smart It's people. tough talking to them. It's great. Because I'm an artsy guy. Like, yeah. I'm on the unknown side of things. So he's like, there's nothing in the world that would say that resurrection or life after death is a real thing. It's, it's, everything says that it would be like, what did he say? Before I was born, when you didn't know shit, you just got here. That's how death would be. Oh, fuck that, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think that we go somewhere. I think our bodies keep us here, and in death, we can travel the way that we weren't meant to travel here. So I don't know if there's a planet somewhere out there where everybody's just chilling. I don't know if all of us are stars. I do believe in ghosts. I don't know if we all just become like ghosts to stay here and watch over our loved ones. I have another theory that is like kind of multi- interstellarish where uh, we're our kids we are our kids and everything is the same nobody has kids we're all just each other and you get here to see yourself through a little bit but then you get out of here and now that's you maybe your kid's not your kid i have a mad weird just thought right yeah on 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 this i have another think theory that says we get a shot at being every living thing here at some point like, we'll die, we'll be an ant, we'll be a goat, we'll be a cow, we'll be a plant, we'll be a tree, we'll, and that's the cycle of, so we get a, we just get to be everything. Like, I know, I'm freaking you out right now. No, you're not freaking me Nothing freaks me out. I'm, I'm just like, saying that that stuff, that stuff that. is fascinating to me. Because yeah. this stuff, again, I truly do believe it's all insignificant. Mm-hmm. All of this means absolutely nothing. So what do you care about? What is the one thing you have to do before you leave here? Uh, the one thing I have to do before I leave here. Is there one thing I have to do? Many things? It's many things. No, my first answer was nothing. Hmm. Like, this means nothing. So, I mean, any any answer I give to this will be, like, selfish. I feel like I have to do this before mm-hmm. I die. But I don't think I have to do shit I think I need to walk. I think I need to walk in my purpose, and if I stay on that path, then whatever I was supposed to do will get done. Mm. Like bowling. Like if I just roll this ball to that spot, all the pins will fall. None of it will matter. That's how I look at life. Mm. So I'm not sure there's any one thing I have to do. Like I have a bucket list, of course. Where it's all I will skydive. <laughs> I want to go. I want to Like you want to go to Greece. <laughs> yeah, know. like Greece. All of this shit that just. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about my Greece trip. You're but entitled, in, in by the, the way. In the, but who gives a fuck? Like, it don't really... <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> it really means nothing at all. So, I mean, the yeah. one thing, one thing, one thing, 
one thing. You don't have to. It's okay. That was a good answer. I would I would want a conversation with my loved ones. Just if I knew that tomorrow was it. Yes. I would just want a conversation with whoever my loved ones are that are left at the time. You know what's that's what made me think you made me think of just now? Before my grandparent my my grandparents both passed a couple years ago. Two years now? Um year? I don't know. I'm terrible with time. My grandparents both passed. Before they died, I thought I had this thought and I even had conversations with people. I was like, I wanna do like a legacy interview video with my grandparents where I asked them what their challenges were in life, what they're proud of, like these conversations. Imagine being able to have this conversation with your grandparent, your great-grandparent, whoever the elders are in your family, that you could then not only have it for yourself when they're gone, but pass that down to your children. That's super fly. So that their legacy is like just a legacy video forever to have. And I I so regret, because I said it a couple of times and I just never got it done. And then all of a sudden they were fine and then they weren't. And it happened so fast. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes parents or older people that I know in different families, they're mentally not even there anymore to have those extensive conversations. If you have elders in your family, what a beautiful thing to be able mm-hmm. to do. Not just for yourself, but as like legacy. It's for funny you. you say that. I've had that thought before when my granddad, when my dad's dad uh, was dying, and he was just like the strongest man that any of us ever knew. But when he was dying, and my aunt was like, yo, I, put, I, I was in a studio one time. I was like, yo, I don't have... I don't have his voice recorded. Like, so I called him from the booth and he wasn't feeling well, but we had a little quick conversation. I put it on the beginning beginning of a song and that was the end of it. But to further that, I wanted to do what you were saying. I wanted to sit him down and kick it. Like interview, I want to record it, but I didn't because it was selfish. So I didn't, I just, I felt like shit after 90 years, yo, just, have a blast the way you, you see fit. Let me not come <laughs> yeah. shove a camera in your face. So. <laughs> tell me about the time. Tell me about like. No, I, I think. I didn't want to do no, that. No, but I think people want to be seen. I think people, part of our legacy is like, you want your story to be told. I think, I think my grandparents would have loved it. I think I, I, re- I regret not being able to do that. Maybe somebody else will get the idea from this and do it and have that forever. Yeah, and maybe somebody will do it to you. Yeah, when I'm, if I'm lucky enough and I'm 90. My when I'm 90, I ain't going to hold you. Don't send this camera crew in my <laughs> putting the lights this? up with the mic. I hey, want them to. If I see you niggas at 90. I want you to come to my house because I'm going to be all Quincy Jones with it. I'm going to tell everything. Quincy! <laughs> yeah. like, oh, him? Oh, he was, a piece, he was always a piece of shit. <laughs> I want to talk all that crazy shit at 85, They need to 90. let Quincy talk, yo. His granddaughters need to let him talk. Tell us. <laughs> Quincy is our idol. No, Quincy uh, gives it up. In I interviews. wish to be that. I, I want somebody to put a camera in my face when I'm that age. So Anybody can, that knows the truth, like, should just share the truth before they this go. This is what I'm saying. We should do that. I some watched point. some shit on the way here because I'm always watching some conspiracy theory shit. It's one of these little white kids that looks young. But he's like, hey, what if I told you the Titanic never uh, sank? And that uh, J.P. Morgan had another boat called whatever it was called. And it was a rundown bullshit the fi- boat. The Titanic. The Immaculate or some shit. <laughs> right. And he just taped, he wrote the Titanic on that and sank that for insurance. What if I also told you all of his biggest competitors were on the Titanic when it's just like, hey, that's a good fucking plan. Somebody should have told us the truth before they died uh, so we could have that. I think people deserve the truth. 
A hundred percent. Let Quincy talk. <laughs> We're gonna start a petition. Nah, for real. Maybe Quincy will do the podcast. Superpowers podcast. Yo, if you talk to Quincy, <laughs> they're not gonna. They're gonna not gonna let him talk to anybody. No, nah, they don't just want to see the questions first. <laughs> You can ask Quincy I, some normal shit. He might give it up. <laughs> <laughs> he might give it up. Oh, I adore you. I can't wait till you speak to people about this superpower stuff. You, I will, I will anybody say that. that you want to see? Because I'm just I booked a couple I just people. Told you. <laughs> oh, besides Quincy, but I, I booked a couple people. I don't know if we should say yet, but see, I like the the older OG type of yeah people. I would want to hear from who's the guy that just lost his wife, uh, Clarence. Avon, what's his what's his oh. name? Yeah, like I'm like those type of people that are just wow. well tenured here, been here forever, has seen this change a million times. Like and that's the thing about me not putting a camera in my grandfather's face, right? Because it's really the little things that's important. Just like peace and the thing, things we take for granted, laughing, speaking, even this. Like mm-hmm. I am so grateful mm-hmm. that I woke up and got to come here and sit with you and speak to you. Nobody else probably thinks that that is as important as it is to me because it's the little things. I'm on a tangent now, but I love you. But yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm at. So help people figure out their superpowers. Yeah, I think that might fuck people up because who even thinks that they have superpowers? Everyone. I think everyone does. This is a great dinner conversation, by the way. If you're at a dinner with a group of friends, like this is how it came to me. I was at a you dinner. You think I have a group of friends that I go to dinner with? One me. And oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> like the one other friend that you have. <laughs> That's a group. That's a group. We found a group. No, don't do that. You socialize sometimes. You had this social button happens every now and then. If you're at a social setting in a dinner, I went to a friend, uh, shout out to Emmett and Sheila. Uh, I was at a friend's birthday dinner and Emmett said, um, and it was just, it was a conversation at the table. Like, if you had to say what you're super, and it was so interesting. I feel like people who had been in their presence 10, 20 times before, hey, how are you? Good to see you. Small talk. All of a sudden at this dinner, I got to know people in such like a different, deeper way. When you get to see how people view themselves. Mm. I, like one of the women at the table was like, well, my superpower is that I, um, I'm kind and that I, I want the best for people. And I just, and she's a mom of like four and it made sense when she said it, but it just makes you see people. It's really any of these, even any of the topics that I make for the podcast, it's just an entry point. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean the whole conversation. We didn't talk about death, the whole conversation. It's just an entry point um, to get to know people in a different type of way. The superpower thing is dope. Superpower is good, right? Because I think it really, it's telling. Like what you think your thing thing is, and how you use it, and how you found yeah. it. Yeah, and what what are you about to do with that? Since you believe you have it, let's see. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I think before I do the first episode, I really have to clearly be able to define mine. That's why I didn't ask you. <laughs> Thank you, because you thought maybe I didn't have it. I no, because it should I be one. It should be well thought out to where you can explain it if yeah. you have a show about it. So you want me to wait till then? Okay, God, I'll wait. You want me yeah. to tell you one or none? Give me one. I am extremely empathetic. Okay. That's a superpower. It is. Because people think they are, but they're really not. We're judgmental people. People are judgmental people. And I can be too, but I tend to put myself in other people's... Everyone's shoes. <laughs> all the time. It doesn't always serve me. Per- 
it doesn't always serve me. Sometimes it's exhausting, mm-hmm. but it is a superpower. Yeah, because that, that's Depends draining. how I use it. That's draining. Yeah, but how do you use it? Then, then if you use it for good, then it's a good thing. Are you using it for good? I try. Okay. No, you're great. I'm just trying to spice I it try. up, but nobody thinks that <laughs> Angie's not using it for good. No, I try. I'm not perfect. I do dumb shit like everybody else, but I try. But I will have that thoroughly thought out by the time we have the first episode of that of that chapter. Well, and I'll have you back on for another say, chapter. If I'm blessed enough to come back, I would love that. Awesome, and I'll probably have figured out more superpowers. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Thank you, my love. Thank you, Angie. Joe Button, everybody. Doesn't it feel better when we all do it, right? Feels good. (laughs)